Welcome to the Health Ignited Podcast with your hosts, Dr. Nick and Sonia Jensen. We are partners, parents, business partners, doctors, yoga teachers, and retreat leaders. We promise to bring you real conversations to awaken and ignite your potential to live your best life possible. Join us each week as we dive into topics varying from brain health, biohacking, hormones, and longevity, to relationships, parenting, meditation, and more. Together, creating community and building stronger foundations for the generations to come. Hey everyone, welcome to Health Ignited Podcast with uh, my amazing wife, Dr. Sonia Jensen. Thank you. Hmm. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was just going to say we're just so excited about this because we've been talking about it for over a year now and just really excited to get this started and get all this information out to our tribe. We are. And you know what's interesting is that you've been kind of getting me to get this thing rolling and I can sometimes be a little slow. Uh, with lots of resistance there's some resistance there Mm -hmm. and it's partly because we both have a podcast right so Mm -hmm. you're recording women and wellness Mm -hmm. and i'm on the doctor dads and so and we're parents yeah and we're business owners and we are living a life separately and together you know with all of our so we're busy our things we love to do right Mm -hmm. and so sometimes it's you know we can all take responsibility that sometimes the things that are super important sometimes take a little time to come together, but I do trust that everything comes together in the time it's supposed to. Yes. Good job. That's, that's me apologizing. To yeah. my... <laughs> so we, we are, we are really looking forward to sharing these conversations because there's, there's a level of uh, connection obviously that happens with your partner that you're able to really intuit what each other are feeling most of the time. Um, when things are going, uh, cha- when things are challenging and when they're good. And, and I find that when, you, when doing uh, interviews or, or calls with Sonia, we're able to really get into a deep emotional and spiritual and loving space. And, uh, and I'm always amazed at the questions that you ask. No, oh, thank you. Well, this is what we wanted to create together is a space where we can have real conversations because there's lots of information out there. There's no lack of information so it's not just about getting information to you it's really about creating a connection for you and creating a deeper understanding of how everything is connected from our thoughts to what we eat to our daily habits that we have and we want to dive really deep into these um these states or this information so that we can bring you into our lives and also just learn from the people that we're interviewing Mm -hmm. And so each, you know, each time we get onto a call with people, we never know, you know, where the conversation is going to go. We have a relative idea, but um, we really love fleshing out more of the, the nuts and bolts and what makes that person tick and, and what are some of the amazing awarenesses that they've discovered along mm-hmm. their journey, which are basically the gems, mm-hmm. right? They're the mm-hmm. gems that they give people direction and, and a place to put their attention and, and inquiry about uh, something personal to them. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think is going to make this different? Because like you said, I have women in wellness, you have doctor dads. Some people might think we just like to hear our voices <laughs> and we're just creating a whole other podcast. But what do you feel like we could bring that's a little bit different or unique to the listeners? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we're, we're husband and wife. You know, we have a family together. We, we are raising kids together and, and we don't always get it right. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to keep each other honest. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're, we're going to be able to spot out when, you know, actually, you know, you haven't been showing up the way that, that you should be. And, and this is where I see 
this conversation being a little bit more unique because we can we can sort of poke holes and provoke one another a little bit in a loving of course way uh, but help each other uh, flesh out more of what makes us tick mm -hmm. and uh, hopefully that has a, a value for people listening mm -hmm. yeah and i've been thinking a lot about stories and how we remember when we hear stories so us relating to our own lives our own challenges um, the things that have brought us together and what we've learned over the last 10 years of working with individuals i think bringing those stories into the information that we bring will also help anchor a lot of those concepts a lot deeper into people too mm -hmm. and you know to be honest like being married having kids uh owning a business you know it's it's a roller coaster ride it's not easy it's not it's not mm -hmm. always easy and i mean you're the most beautiful woman i've ever seen inside and out and and i often am challenged when we're in a conversation where i feel like maybe my needs aren't being met or my feelings are being hurt or i'm blaming someone for how i'm feeling and that and, someone is me <laughs> or the boys or mm -hmm. whatever it is but it's, it's so fascinating when you truly love someone, you like those little things eventually don't matter, right? Like mm -hmm. the little inconsistencies in behavior. And, and we talked about this the other night, actually, that there's often like this driving force that I, I feel or the way I conceptualize it, that's pulling us towards the best version of ourselves. And I can't imagine doing that with anyone else on this planet. So mm -hmm. I love you so much. And, and uh, so hopefully, I mean, that's another thing that sets us apart uh from other podcasts is that you know we want people to feel that loving connection and and it's not rainbows and butterflies all yeah. the time like nick was saying before there are often times where you know i'm reflecting on life and being a mom to two young boys and not feeling enough when i'm at home with them not feeling enough when i'm away from them and being a doctor not feeling enough when i'm podcasting or whatever it is and all these roles that we're trying to play every day so thoughts show up you know i've had thoughts where you know maybe we shouldn't be business partners we should just be partners so we can really work on our relationship as husband and wife and i've had those kinds of thoughts all the time and then we anchor back into our, our purpose, our why, and like Nick's saying, what's been pulling us, and then we can go back and forget like the little logistical things that are bugging us that are really creating an opportunity for growth and creating an opportunity for us to learn about ourselves individually and also um, us together. Mm -hmm. So the, and honestly, that, I think that's a journey that everybody's on. They just don't all pay attention to it or are aware that that's you know, essentially a symptom in their body. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So why don't we start diving into a little bit of our philosophy and how we uh, how we address that in people and, and what we feel they need to first start to pay attention to. So let's imagine, for example, someone comes into the clinic uh, or, you know, does a virtual visit or, or whatever it is, and you're listening to their story. And I'm curious, what are you thinking about when people are, are speaking their story to you? I, the first thing that I think about is um, the connection, right? So how do I connect the dots for this individual? So they start to see that their story didn't just begin yesterday or a week before or even a month before, but it's been brewing for decades or it's been brewing for generations. So how do I put those pieces of that puzzle together for them where they get a really deep understanding that this is a journey that we're all on? We may be in different places within that journey, but it's not just a, a one-time fixed thing, but it's a relationship. It's a relationship with yourself. It's a relationship with our triggers. It's a relationship with where we want to be in our lives. 
So I think by piecing that puzzle together for them, it really supports them on their journey so that they get more intimate with themselves. And, you know, we talk about this with our retreats. It's like, so they fall in love with themselves again. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And it's, you know, it's interesting working with people. You, you, you don't realize, like you have an idea of, of maybe how it's going to go before people come in. And I'm always blown away because the stories that people share is always so fascinating. I, when, when we say this all the time, we learn just as much from our patients mm-hmm. as, as uh, hopefully they do from us. And it's a really humbling experience to be able to sit there and, and be observing of the fact that people are sharing such, you know, sometimes they mean, may seem trivial details, but, but often quite intimate details about their lives and where they feel like they're not mm-hmm. showing up and where they wish the things were better. And we, and sometimes I find that we're, we're sort of praying along with them mm-hmm. and we, we really want to see that best version of them um, when, when they're sharing that story. And, and it's funny because we talk about like different hats that you wear. At the same time, you know, empathizing with their story, finding that way to connect with them. Mm-hmm. And because at the end of the day, I mean, you never know how many times you're going to see that person in front of you and you want to make every connection that you have with that person mm-hmm. count. Yeah, and understanding it's a real privilege to be on this seat where people are sharing their story with us too, I think is so important. And, you know, when you come in or when people come in, they have, like you said, like logistical things, you know, like our logistical things that maybe aren't working in our day-to-day if he's not doing the dishes or whatever it is, right? <laughs> the logistical things might be hormones. It might be fatigue. It might be um, headaches or brain fog, whatever it is. But when you start connecting all the dots together, it's like those things, they matter because physically we're not feeling well. But when you start looking at the bigger picture more and more, you start connecting the pieces, those things become gifts rather than things that are creating havoc or triggering or not letting us live our best life. But isn't, isn't it the truth that we spend so much time on paying attention to what's not working and, and the symptoms of our life? I have a PhD in that. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you should ex- flesh out a little bit more, explain it, but you know, in the context mm-hmm. of, of you know, identification of a symptom, uh, this just happened, you know, two months ago, and it's it's you know feeling like the end of the world, and it feels like it's never going to go away, and yet there's a whole story to it. But um, yeah, so talk talk about the the PhD <laughs> in the negative mindset because I think it's an yeah. important place to pay attention to. Yeah, so for me, it's not so much my physical body. I feel like if something physical shows up, I'm on it, I'm in it, I'm doing the right things that need to happen. But when it's my emotional body or my mental body, it's very very easy for me to go into the direction of what's not working. I tend to go more towards depression. Um, My motivation will drop very quickly if I'm not doing all the right things that my body and my mind need to keep myself motivated. So I can very much focus on what's not working because I'm also good at flushing out what isn't working. I'm good at pointing out things that need to shift so that growth can happen and I can stay there sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's a conscious effort to lift myself out of it. Yeah, maybe you can speak to the polarity of it because it's easy to go, well, you just have a negative mindset. And, right. and, and I've been um, on this side of the conversation mm-hmm. saying that to her. He has a PhD in rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. So I guess we are complementing each other yeah. and it can create a lot of friction when one person is on one polarity and the other person is on, on the other side. But those polarities are there to help each other out so we can recognize the gifts of those minds. So the negative mind is very protective. 
It's looking at what's not working so we don't make the same mistakes again. But if we dwell in it, then all the good things that are happening too, it's really hard to look at those as well. Mm-hmm. And one way of looking at that polarity is, is boundaries. Yeah. Maybe you can speak to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having the capacity to create boundaries. Like it took me a long time to learn how to say no to individuals. And you would think because with my negative mind, it'd be able to do that. But what my negative mind was doing was if I said no, it's feeding that not enough, not worth it. All the let that person down. That's right. So all these things that are showing up. But when you know, when you're really anchored into your negative mind in a new in a neutral way to confuse it even more, you're able to set boundaries, you're able to speak your truth, you're able to do the things that need to happen to um expand yourself and be positive at the same time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it totally does. And I think, you know, the PhD and the rainbows and butterflies on the other side of the spectrum, there's a, there's a constant not uh, getting the expectations met that, that I want mm-hmm. to see happen. Like there's a positive expectation that, you know, everybody's gonna, you know, come out winning and everything's gonna, there's a silver lining everywhere. Um, so, which can be great. And it puts an expectation on the individual that if they're not showing up like that, then they're negative, right? And so it's easy to come from a hierarchical kind of place of saying, well, I'm I'm doing this right because I'm positive. You're doing this wrong because you're negative. And it's really like, I think, you know, it's, it's requiring this conversation requires putting a little tension and see where we, where we drift. Cause it's not like I'm always there. It's just, I'm there most of the time. That's my, it's like, we all have a constitution. It's like my constitution is pulling me or my consciousness in, in that direction. Now, is that nature versus nurture, cosmology versus parenting style growing up? I don't know. But the, the point is, is that my point of reference usually comes through, you know, how do I see the best in everything? Um, how do I spin this so it's positive? And maybe it, there's an inherent fear of not wanting to face darkness mm-hmm. and not wanting to face those challenges or admit where those challenges are. And so, I mean, I can totally reflect on that as a kid, just Mm -hmm. always trying to show up, you know, not having anyone think negative of me. And, you know, so that there's, there's this protection of being positive that is not serving. Mm -hmm. So I think having this dialogue with ourselves uh, is important, especially when stuff comes up in life Mm -hmm. and you're forced to, you know, meet your challenges face on Mm -hmm. and how are you going to deal with them? Yeah. And those can be physical challenges. Those can be relationship challenges. The lens that we're walking through life with is going to dictate a lot of that. And, you know, yes, we're naturopathic doctors and we're looking at the physical body. We're looking at hormones. We're looking at brain health. We're detoxing. We're doing all these things. But at the end of the day, what we've recognized is our mindset and our belief system is going to dictate our results. It's going to dictate our biology. It's going to dictate our beliefs and the choices that we make for ourselves every single day. So we can do the detox for however long, but we could set, set ourselves back right when we're off of that train if our mindset and our beliefs have not been looked at. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, everybody comes to realization in their life where, you know, things, something's not working and, and it could have been a diagnosis. It could be just eventually getting frustrated enough that we're no longer going to pay attention to the symptoms. And at some point people decide to, to reach for help. And so, you know, you talked about what are the things you're thinking of on that first visit with people, where does the conversation go next? Like you're trying to find the connections for people what is sort of the next stage and is it educating people or where do you go from there? 
I think it's a combination of both. You're, you're educating, you're testing, you're pulling the pieces together and you're getting them involved. The, the responsibility piece. So it's not just about the doctor doing the work, but it's really about team effort and really figuring out how you can be a participant in your own health. Mm-hmm. Because let's face it. I mean, we, we all grew up typically depending on how much you went to go see the doctor, but you've got a problem. There's a solution, mm-hmm. you know, and, or as a kid, you know, our, our boys sometimes scrape themselves and, and we're having a conversation with them. Are, does this require a Band-Aid? You know, you know, there's a part of you that wants to help them feel better and put a Band-Aid on I it. I go hug them and no. make them feel better. <laughs> You're making it sound like we just watch. No, no, no. no, no, no. I'm saying that we often put the Band-Aid on. Right. As parents, <laughs> we don't want to see your kids in pain. And so it's, it's a very natural, nurturing thing to, to want to help them take their pain away. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know, if that's always been our, our pattern, it's not that it's wrong. We're not, you know, this isn't a parenting discussion at this point in time, but um, we're used to having something, doing something to make, say, pain stop, to make something go away. And I think there's been a lot of conditioning in, in a sort of a negative polarity where we search outside of ourselves uh, and constantly search, you know, like maybe we have a piece of the answer, but we never stop looking. And so we never put our full attention into, mm-hmm. into some aspect of healing. Mm-hmm. We're also in a world of instant gratification too. Like yeah. everything happens instantly. So even with health, we want it to happen instantly. Or if we don't get that here, we're going to go somewhere else. It's like we were talking with the, the staff the other day about um, the dating apps now and how challenging it is for couples or people to um, find meaningful relationships because many people will be on those sites and think, well, maybe there's something else, right? right? Something better, yeah. something better or different or whatever it is. So I think we're just in that world today. So we have to make an even more conscious effort to make sure we're not, you know, getting stuck in the illusion of that. Yeah. So if we could sort of help people visualize this, there's, there's a journey that we have to eventually buy into. There's a trajectory to our life that, that we have to, we feel, you have to start trusting. There's a natural unfoldment to healing if put in the right circumstances, like remove the interference, let the body heal. So I think there's at some point on this journey, let's talk about the connection. We talked about some level of education, some testing, uh, a way to help get uh, a merging of the doctor and patient so that there's cohesiveness and, and a way to work together. But then let's talk about like that responsibility piece and understanding that there's a journey to this healing process that involves that responsibility and, and a way to course correct back. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was hoping you're, you're doing such a good job explaining. So you're on it. <laughs> okay. <Go on. laughs> so if I was to take this a step further, you know, we have some core philosophies about healing. One of them I just said, you remove the interference, the body can start to heal. So that's one belief system. We talked about another one where your mindset determines uh, your behaviors, which is eventually going to determine your results. You know, so what we do every day matters more than what we do once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, so part of this really, this third leg of this is, is changing identity, essentially. And recognizing that there is multiple hats mm-hmm. that we wear. There's multiple identities that we, that we show up with in the world. Um, there's a identity which you, which you referred to before of not being enough. There's a identity that um, there's, if there's something that comes up in my life, I can distract myself or put a bandaid on it or suppress it or deal with it later. You know, these are all these different identities, but 
the, the journey that I'm speaking to is that ultimately there has to be something magnet, magnetizing us towards some inevitable mm-hmm. outcome, which, which hopefully is something much bigger, more expansive than this, the way that we're seeing ourselves right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it's like the, the purpose piece, right? Like anchoring, anchoring into what it is that we are called to do and why we're here. I mean, that's like a big, big concept. And that is what creates that motivation. That's what creates that drive. That's what creates that purposeful living every single day. Because when we're on a track of purpose, we can't get distract, distracted. Or we may, but then we can course correct, like you like to say. Mm-hmm. We can adapt, we can pivot, we can do all those things because we have this path that we're following. And it doesn't have to be this like grand thing. That purpose could be something really simple of like getting better sleep. You know, I mean, those are like those baby steps of like, okay, what will that do for me? That will reduce my anxiety, that will improve my hormones, that will then improve my relationship. Or, or the bigger purpose is to have a beautiful relationship with your partner, whatever that is. But if you have that, you then can adapt and pivot and like get yourself back on track when things are shifting because stresses will come, stresses will show up, like life will change. Mm-hmm. So if we can learn the tools to adapt then we can get back on track again. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, let's, let's sort of break it down and, and, and go back. So the first thing is about having a story, having a, a way to connect to the, the struggles and challenges that we go through. Then there's some form of education that allows us to understand, you know, how, you know, we talk about our health timeline, what happened when we were maybe four or five years old and toxic exposures that show up over a lifetime and, and where a laboratory analysis says we're at. And that gives us a little bit of identity of geography of where we are now. And then we have a, a version or identity of, of where we'd like to move towards. And we have little signposts along the way, like better sleep, better digestion, better fitness, better energy that are guiding us towards this uh, optimal outcome. And then I think another place on this that allows those signposts and those realizations or basically those victories is altered states of consciousness. So, okay. and so that means the topic of loving yourself. Hmm. So finding those altered states of consciousness or self-love that happen through cooking, hmm. that happen through exercise, through breathing, through doing yoga, through going on experiential adventures like retreats, other other ways where you start to tap into this bigger version of you. And I think that becomes a guiding force that helps us connect more deeply to this version of ourselves that we want to become. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like unplugging from the illusion so that we can really start to see and start to hear um, the truth because we are distracted by many different belief systems, whether it's um, the generational ones, the cultural ones, or social media, the news, whatever's happening, there's constant distraction. So when you do those things, it brings you back into yourself because the answers are all, are all already there. So even the conversations that we're going to have in these podcasts, you're going to have a lot of aha moments of like, oh, I know that, that sounds familiar, or, or it's a feeling of like, this feels very um, familiar. It's because all the answers are already within you, but it's like recognizing or learning how to tap into that. And the best space to do that is by being quiet, mm-hmm. by being in that quietness. Um, I'm writing my book right now, and there's one piece that I was reading about, you know, in, in infancy or actually in the womb, 
it's the ears that start to hear before we can see, right? Mm -hmm. So going back to that always of how do we hear more? How do we listen more? And then truly listen beyond the distractions and the noise that the world has to offer. But how do we do that? Because that's our natural state. The seeing, when that starts to happen, we are seeing from a, a lens that isn't necessarily ours. It's been um, created through the hearing, through, through hearing the outside world and making sure that we're um, equipped to deal with the outside world that we're going to be born into. So already, even in the womb, we're already not ourselves. So really allowing yourself to anchor back into that, that listening piece and seeing yourself for who you are is going to be like the thing that blows open your potential, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, I'm glad you, you, you took it there because, you know, when I think of altered states of consciousness, these are, these are fleeting moments of, of ahas that happen to us throughout, you know, daily, on a daily basis, but they don't happen typically when we're stuck in distraction, mm -hmm. when we're stuck in the stress of life and we can't see any other version of reality except for, you know, the stress that we're facing. And that perpetuates the nervous system of the, the autonomic nervous system, right? The fight or flight state or the rest, digest and heal state. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think bringing attention to this is so important because the only way to see more clearly what we're dealing with is change the angle, change the lens. And, you know, in yoga, we talk about, you know, do downward dog, bring your head below your heart, you know, bow, do get into different postures or positions that allow your, your body to literally change its angle. So mm -hmm. your physiology has to change. And we can do that on a daily basis when we cut out some sugar, right? We cut out some of the pro-inflammatory things that are keeping our brain in a foggy state where we can't think clearly. We can't, you know, see clearly, we can't hear uh, well. And, you know, so let's talk about, you know, these altered states and consciousness in relation to how do we clear some clutter in our mm -hmm. life? Um, what do we need to do to adapt? And then we can talk about adaptation here too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the daily things, right? Like Nick was saying before, what we do every day matters more than what we do once in a while. So what's the daily routine? Like, what are we doing when we wake up? Are we exercising? Are we meditating? What is the first food that we're going to be putting into our body that's going to create nourishment? Are we fasting? Are we, what kind of thoughts are we having throughout the day? Um, are they uplifting? Are they on purpose or are they sabotaging? So just being aware, just having awareness and uh, observing our state and our habits and the things that we gravitate towards can be the first step. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, on that, on that note of adaptation, our body is very responsive. It's always complying to the environment that we deliver to it. So just like your gut microbiome, you know, when you're eating a certain way, your microbes adapt to help your body digest those kinds of foods. When you're constantly facing those stressors, your body's biochemistry is constantly making the stress hormones to help you adapt to that stressful situation. Again, this isn't good, bad, right, wrong, yes, no. It's just our body is in constant adaptation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is often, you know, the point when people eventually decide that what they're doing is no longer working and they start to seek help because they realize that the body lost adaptation. So can you speak mm -hmm. to that a little bit? So symptoms? Symptoms, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. So, I mean, weight gain will be a big one for women that I see in particular as be hormones. So not feeling like yourself, hot flashes, night sweats, irritability, 
none of that ever happens with me. <laughs> hair loss. Hair loss. Brain fog. Yes, brain fog is huge. Fatigue, not having that motivation to do the things that you love to do. So there's many different things or many different ways it can manifest for individuals, but the core principles are the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so eventually our body gets to the point where it adapts, 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 adapts. Eventually it, lo- no, it loses its ability to adapt. And we're not going to get into the science at the mitochondrial level which is usually where we go in conversations like this, but we're trying to keep this a bigger picture kind of discussion, right? And so when our bodies stop processing the ability to adapt, now we can actually start to see physiological changes. So we talked about some of the symptoms, which are super common. You know, it could be aches and pains, headaches and things like that. Now maybe we're not sleeping, digestion's getting a little off and whatnot. Now we might start seeing some markers show up in someone's blood work where things really start to change. And so, this process of adaptation is super important to help us course correct. And it also, you know, this is when symptoms arise, it's time to start doing something differently to change the environment. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about like, okay, now we're, we're in the middle of experiencing this, this process. We've lost the ability to adapt to our environment and, and now our body's processing inflammation. Now we got to start looking at responsibility on a bigger level. Mm -hmm. Well, this is where the podcast is going to come in. We're going to bring in guests that are going to teach a lot of these concepts, the things that we need to improve, things that we need to bring into our lives, habits that we can bring into our lives so that we can start looking at what that process is for us individually. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, so far, even we've recorded a few different ones in in various different uh, areas that are, that are sharing stories of, of victory and overcoming and there's always a similar theme there's this connection to uh, healing in the mind and the body and the spirit there's there's physiological biochemical changes that are happening there's there's changes on multiple levels and so we feel these stories are really really important to address um, or, or reflect onto our own lives to see where we can shine some more light mm-hmm. so what are some topics we're going to go over well, we're going to talk about brain health. Yes. That's a very common one. We're going to talk about longevity. Um, some of the ones we've recorded already have got into healing heart and preventing surgery, um, overcoming cancer diagnosis, um, helping to shift our mindset around how we're viewing stress in the world around us and um, accepting courage into our lives and, and, and resigning the shame story. Um, we're going to be talking about parenting stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, meditation, yoga, lots of fun stuff. Yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. So if there's anything that you guys would like us to talk about, please let us know so we can bring in the right guests or have a conversation with each other or with you um, because we're just we're here to serve and we really want this podcast to do that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's, I think, I think we're going we're gonna to wrap things up for this particular podcast. Uh, this was really more of an intro to give us a bit of philosophy and understanding of, of why we feel this uh, conversation is important, why it's important to do it as a husband and wife. And, uh, and yeah, wherever possible, if, if you guys have ideas or, or guests or uh, conversations that you think are important, please share and let us know and help us build this community wherever we can. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for tuning in. Lots more education, healing, health, connection, community and love to come. So thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the tribe. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Health Ignited podcast. Be sure to download, subscribe, and share as we build this conscious community together. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and our website, drsjensen.com. 
Please note all information on this podcast is not and should not be taken as medical advice. Please see a healthcare professional to receive the care needed. Thank you for sharing this time with us, igniting your health freedom. And welcome to the tribe.